Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Cool, man. Uh, we're rolling. We're rolling. Awesome, dude. Uh, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. All right, man. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. Yeah, I'm Eddie Eduardo, uh, however you want to identify me. But, um, dude, I just can't believe 52. 52. 52. This is it. The season finale, the last episode of our first season. And we're so thankful to to be here and to have another exchange of of thoughts and 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 philosophies and an understanding of where we're going in the near future and more particularly between each other with this podcast right so man i uh i've been anticipating you know what we would be bringing up on the podcast and how we would really sort of make a full circle um with everything that's been going on and everything that we've brought up you know full force i've heard you know i've heard and read comments of people being like oh my gosh i just have a, a deep understanding now or a better understanding now of what these complex uh, principles might be. But I also think I need um, maybe uh, some fine tuning, if you will, or like a better understanding. And so like today we want to take the time to sort of explain our agenda for next, next 52, the next 52. And so um, I told Daniel, I said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to start with something really quick, which is something I'm going to read really quick to, to our audience to sort of like, encompass why we started this, how we've always been on this path as friends, but also on the path of sort of spreading a message to everyone who may or may not know about this kind of information that's already been uh, available to, to many of us. Okay. Heed these words. You who wish to probe the depths of nature, if you do not find within that which you seek, Neither will you find it outside. If you ignore the wonders of your own house, how do you expect to find other wonders? In you is hidden the treasure of treasures. Know thyself, and you will know the universe and the gods. So this quote, um, which is also an inscription um, by uh, at the Oracle of, of Delphi, right? Yes. Um, in ancient Greece is something that Daniel chose to to place on onto the blog with the website. So in the website, we have this blog and we kind of just sort of share our thoughts on, on our direction, our general approach on, on these teachings and what we want to do. But I felt it was important to start the podcast as the final podcast of this season with that quote, because it sort of encompasses on why we even like show up every week to do this, Right. And so I kind of want to start from there as the top of the pyramid and make our way down or like what we really want to talk about as just individuals who have taken the time to investigate and discuss and rediscuss and have a, a, a clear understanding on, on what might have been written then and how it applies to today in this entire um, season. You know, for those who don't know us, I'm sure they question as to how we got started or why we're getting started. And and so I'm happy to sort of have that open discussion with you, man. I really right. do, because it's like, 
you know, we, we have our agenda. We know what we're doing. We know we want, why we want to do it. And I can go on a very passionate rant as to why, but um, I'm going to stop talking here and sort of let you take it away as to like, you know, where we're going next and, you know, what the core foundation of what we're doing really means to, to us and, and for everyone listening. Yeah, no, f- fantastic introduction, man. Because, you know, one of the things about that introduction is because there really is this lost episode because we never posted the first episode. Right. You know, and this is kind of funny because, so I've been a teacher for very, I I was a school teacher. I shouldn't say like a teacher, like a spiritual teacher, but I was a school teacher for a very long time. So when we kind of approach this idea of podcasting, we just kind of jumped into it and we didn't really try it out. And it's, it's really funny because truth be told, the first episode of the podcast even though Eduardo has had less experience like lecturing and discussing a kind of like a topic in an educational sphere, right? you were much more, I want to say composed than I was. Because the first episode that we recorded, I say, um, a lot. And I'm just like all over the place. And I'm like talking really fast. And it was so funny because we weren't expecting that from me. Because right. it was just like, you know, I've been not so much saying like, because it's like I've been teaching for so long. So like, there's a pace to teaching and there's a way to talk to make sure information kind of instills into the consciousness. Right. And I wasn't applying those. And it was just like this rapid thing, but this was something we approached in the first episode. And it was so funny because I remember listening to the first episode and we never posted that. And then we re-recorded the first episode and the second episode, but the second episode was the episode that we actually published as our first. And the first one went really well, but it really focused on this quote which was the quote of Adelphi. And it's no coincidence that this is how the master, Mark Passio, started his podcast. Because, mm. again, we very much fall within that school of that what on earth is t- like happening and right. just that whole esoteric Western mysticism platform that he's established that's so sound and solid. Right. So we talked about this a lot, but we didn't talk about it, which is so funny because we just jumped into the hermetic laws. And once we started rolling, it was really great because like, even on this 50 second episode, it's like, just like fun to connect with our audience. It like, one of the great things that people talk to us about all the time is just like the evolution of the podcast. Right. You know, like you can just feel our comfort level from the first episode. Like what it was, it wasn't teaching. <clears throat> I just... I've only talked into a microphone a couple of times in my life. And that was what was weird to me. That was right. what was throwing me off. It was this microphone that was in my face. But now I'm like so comfortable with it. It's like my familiar friend, you know, it's like it's when I like put him on the, the little arm hand, it's like Rod Stewart singing to me like this just beautiful Irish voice. And he's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> he's like, wake up, Maggie. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I so, know what you mean. You know well, what I think I, mean? I think the first episode just to add to that is I definitely if I did sound confident was based on the fact that I was about to pass the mic to you. Mm. So it's like, Hey, here's this going on. This is what I'm about to say. And can you fulfill or can you fill in the gaps that I'm just sort of like, and for the audience, just vague the, about, and just, you were like, Oh yeah. And just for the audience, I just want the audience to know if you think Eddie's verbally charming, he's physically charming times oh, 30. Stop, it, no, it's just ridiculous. Like the guy stop, can stop. just always, he can make anybody smile. So he's, Thanks, he's very, man. no, you're good at, you're very good, man. And this is this is something that I, I think a lot of our podcast listeners can relate to, whether that's them or they've seen it in other people. But there's people that can kind of pick up, not so much where somebody's lacking, but just like, 
just kind of reinforce something. Mm. So there's like people in your life that like you like, oh, I just have like better conversations with this person's around. And it's like, it's not so much they add anything to it, but they add stability. They add like a building block to the conversation. Oh, cool, so it holds its form so you can develop it. Right. And that's really important to have. And um, you'll see that in your friends. So like, even when we kind of like, because we kind of go through this process of the spiritual evolution and we think about, you know, our friends. And that's a that's a very smart thing to think about because friendship's so important, right? right, right. It's this sacrifice that like is the ultimate giving. Cause like friendship is like one of the ultimate loves because you don't get anything out of friendship other than experience, right? right. And so in this friendship realm, you always want to kind of analyze where your friends are, but Sometimes I think we analyze it through so much of like, we try to be spiritual, but we end up doing it through an analytical lens. And we don't realize that there's some people who might not be able to go in depth with us with spirituality Mm -hmm. and they might not be able to talk to us so much. But like, if you notice, even if it's a big group or just them, you're able to develop ideas around these people. Right. And they just, they add the structure to it and they, they might be really sound in their own way. And you can't really question that. But it, when you evaluate how you spend your energy, I think that's pretty important. And um, I know that wasn't like what we were planning on talking about, but no, no, it's, it's it's great when there's somebody who can like create a support structure and then also like input in it as well. And that's as esoteric students, we really have to be aware of that too. Right. As somebody's giving an esoteric idea to kind of create structure, if they're following the pathway and they just they're not really developing it as it needs to be. But creating that framework so they can make that development happen. Right. You know, and just kind of letting that happen and letting people process their thoughts. Well, if I may say, so on that point, what makes you not just a good friend, but a good teacher, I've always thought, and this is just my opinion, is that you give room for that, which I think in this society we're in right now is really hard because I think that you're afraid to obviously sometimes vocalize your opinion on a spiritual level or on intellectual level because you know obviously it's it's a difficult thing to process when someone denies you that um agreement with your philosophy or that sort of like um you know intellectual um approach to to something that you're living by someone might challenge that and it's it's very hard because you're like these are these are the things I'm living by but you know, to the to the core of why we did this podcast is that I was always comforted by the fact that I could have in a, a conversation with you more or less that I could have with a psychology professor, right? So we, we you can give me a lecture on Carl Jung and the foundations of like what's going on with the emotional state of a being and why they make choices and how they go about life. And, right. and he wouldn't deny me if I was like, so do you think that if I can't withstand say praise by people what do you think that means or do you think that i react better when i'm having all eyes on me right so like what is what do you think that means and those conversations are so important to have because at the turn of the of the 19th century you had these individuals who had some kind of like you know uh, funding or some kind of capital backing to do these sort of um investigations and have these questions um validated and at, at before that it was just kind of hard because people are like i don't know how to really like answer your question like you're going too deep right and so we as friends were always able to have these conversations from the perspective of 
okay, let's go beyond what's underneath the iceberg. And that's what led us to, to know thyself is that like, okay, if we're going to like have these conversations, if we're going to approach this understanding of why someone makes a choice or why someone feels influenced by such a, uh, an energy, what does that really mean? Right. And I think that that's what really drives me to show up here every week is that we're, we're creating at least a library of, uh, you know, a variation of, of influences that have given us a, an idea or something to hold on to in order to justify an action, you know, but I know ultimately that's not good enough, mm-hmm. which is like, what are we going to do with this information in order to have a reaction to the oppression that we've literally been bestowed upon ourselves of this understanding? Because it's one thing to have an understanding. It's another to like take the understanding and then say, no, this is the way forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been doing through through not just our friendship, but how we started this podcast. And so that quote always resonates with me because, you know, I think a lot of people want to leave quotes and mo- monumental moments in history in a certain era with the praise that it got in during that time and sort of glorify it as like a trophy in a glass case where it's like, no, this is the direct example of what needs to continue because every century is the century and no one wants to really think about that statement. Everyone's right. like, no, 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 the centuries before us were this bad, but this new one that I'm in where my heart beats and my lungs expand and contract and so forth is one of like, you know, uh, self-realization of like, no, we won't make those mistakes anymore. And it's like, no, 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 no. Right. No, no, no. Every century has had to deal with this. This is where the great works begins because you think you're born into a higher existence, but the problem is you're back to neutral and it's up to us to bring it to that higher vibration. And so anyways, that's, where I find myself on this end of, of the microphone. Yeah, no, I <laughs> With love know that. Thyself, that beautiful. Is that, you know, this is why we do this, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, anyways, what I was really getting at is that Daniel for this whole time, for the last t- two decades, has never denied me a conversation, even if he doesn't agree with what I might be saying, but he at least understands like, hey, you have this feeling, you have this rationale, it's coming from something. Let's talk about where you think that's coming from, but we'll still remain friends. And I feel like that's so important. I feel like that that is lost right now in our communities is that, hey, if I feel this way or want to question this one thing, you're denied that. And so um, so anyway, so cheers to you, man, with this 52th second episode. Cheers to you, my man. That's like, hey, this is what I feel comfortable, you know, being able to express, but at least now with this podcast, you and I have taken, you know, a real dedication to finding principles and, you know, historical uh, influences that have had these same questions before us. Yeah. And you know what, man, this is, I don't want to like veer off right now, but this is just a thought that kind of came to my mind. Veer away. Right. Right. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) And so, this this really kind of applies to our audience too, because like when you kind of start studying the esoteric, people notice it, and you, your energy is different, and how you carry yourself is different, and um, there's a lot of aspects that kind of come with that, and people they're attracted to it, right? Right. 
And um, and this is kind of in response to like stuff I've seen on social media. Okay. And and the advice is good, but you can take it further. So the advice is if somebody gives you a compliment and the and right now in the spiritual community, it's really good. You're not supposed to just look for another compliment like right off the bat and just like reply it. You're supposed right. to say thank you. Like thank you for that compliment, which is the next step. Yeah. Which is something that like is interesting to kind of like adapt to, but you can take it further in regards to this. So like, this is silly, but like, I'm just saying this from like a a physical perspective. Like you and I both get like, and like, I was never like, I never got compliments like this, like ever in my life. But like, we both have like facial hair that like, especially the big men like to compliment us on. And so, like, through the through the spiritual community, they just, like, rather than, like, looking for something to look at them and be like, oh, but you've got great hair, you've got this, you, um, you're you supposed to just say thank you. And that's, like, the spiritual tradition right now. What you really should say, and this is what we really should apply, if somebody gives you a compliment, because why I'm saying this is not for facial hair, I'm saying this because right, all right. of you are probably just, like, fucking glowing. Because you you understand the esoteric, you understand the principles, you understand really what's going on in right now. Like straight blinding. Like I can see you from here and you might be across the globe, yeah. right? And you're just like burning bright because you're just like killing it, right? So when people give you compliments, rather than saying thank you, which is the spiritual community trend at this point, I want you to say, God is love and you are beautiful. Because if somebody gives you a compliment, you don't have to give them a compliment on anything. Don't say thank you, because that that still is very egocentric, which is so funny, because that's like, in the spiritual community, they see this as like the highest realm of like, no, just accept this coming in. And that's true, but we know we're just the expressions of universal consciousness. Right. Thank you is a, is a means to a period. It's a very weird like, it's, it's a we Right, right. And thank you is like, so great. Like, it's great. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. So important. But when we're talking about other souls that are part of universal consciousness, right. we just say, God is love and you are beautiful. So when anybody gives you a compliment, whether it's in music, whether it's in your design, like, guys, I see what you do. Like, I, I see some people are like redoing vans. Some people are amazing, like of what they post of their art. Like some people are thrift shoppers. Like you have a, this art expression. Right. So when anybody gives you a compliment, if it's about your fashion, if it's about your attitude, if it's about how you carry yourself, whatever it is, even if it's about your like automobile that you like focus in on, which is great. God is love, right? And you are beautiful. You are beautiful because you just came up to me in this realm that we're in, this mm-hmm. physical realm. This when we'll kind of get into this reality that we're in, this five sense reality. This person has stretched out to you to give a compliment. It doesn't matter if you can't give the compliment back. Like I use the thing beard because it's so funny. Cause like I never got compliments in my life. I was very like, Oh, you know, I could walk into a room and leave a room and people wouldn't notice, but like facial hair changed that way. Like it was more old men. It wasn't like, you know, like attractive women. It's like more old men, like give you the nod of like respect. And you're like, Oh my God, that was the coolest thing ever. Like I've never walked through an auto zone before. And like an old man, like gave me the lower head. Like, that's a sign of respect. And it's just like, oh, it's like, you know what I mean? But anytime somebody gives you any kind of, like, any kind of compliment, thank you is okay. But if we take it a further and we say, you know, God is the love and you are beautiful, 
we manifest that individual to start seeing beauty and not only that organization that we just saw, but just saw the beauty of sharing beauty with other individuals. Yeah. And that's a wildfire. It's a hayfire. It's Aries. Sharing beauty. We saw what happened in the Renaissance. Like beauties, it's hard to censor. You can beauty, you can censor facts, you can censor perspectives, but beauty? Mm-mm. There's not an algorithm in the world that can censor beauty. Right. It won't happen. Yeah. Right? No, and I love what you're saying because this is the same kind of uh, energy exchange from like people's, uh, I don't know, there's like experiences in festivals. They're just like, what just happened? You know, and and they want to talk about it for days. So anybody out there listening who's, you know, someone who's well uh, vested in in, in, uh, festivals will tell you, you're on this high for days on end. But the reason why is because no one is no one is really specifically targeting anyone's talent. Everyone just accepts that if you're here, you understand what language is being spoken and you understand that if I have an understanding of the my ears are your ears and so we're all just vibrating on the same. And it sounds very like obviously uh, new agey and what I'm saying, but it's the truth. And, and and it's funny because like, dude, this is one of the things that like baffled me when I was a child is that say we all have this collective understanding of what just happened and just being like, say the festival and we're all in the car now and we're on our way to whatever we're going to go eat. And the, the, the vibe is to such a, a frequency that you think the car could probably start flying. Right. You know what I mean? Or if the driver isn't one of the many participants in that festival, he's just like, I want to be a part of this. What is going on? He's asking a million questions, right? He's just like, in this case, like I remember your sister taking us to festivals and her being like, oh man, you guys are jazzed. And it's like, well, we're jazzed because much like a colony of bees, we're all vibrating at the same time collectively and the exchange of energy is such that it's not that easy to sort of like expel or it's not going to just sort of decrease overnight it's going to take probably a couple days and uh so what you're saying is 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 exactly how i feel about um you know your distinction between saying thank you or basically just giving people the mutual understanding of hey you're great and i'm great but we're all great from the same dude in place and time and on that note this is like and i'm not i'm not not ragging on the older generation here but like they don't understand that when woodstock opened a portal for festivals and they try to hold woodstock like oh no that was the ultimate festival and it's just like you guys can't compare to this even though like you know, attendance-wise, right. band-wise, we've far surpassed that. Because, like, Woodstock, when you really look at it, like, the lineup was not, like, the biggest bands at the time. Like, Hendrix was, like, the biggest thing that was Santana, in Woodstock. Santana, no one knew who Santana was there. Right, he was he was coming up, right? Yeah. But they opened a portal, and you should be so proud of that. It's not a competition. You opened the portal for us. Mm-hmm. Like, you started this. You started this idea of community. Like, hey, we don't... We don't have a space to get water. So these people are going to figure out how to get water. And like, as communities kind of grew and as festivals grew, you had individuals that were organizing this prior to, and they would make these fabulous festivals. So like, why do we have to compete? You don't have to say thank you for the Woodstock. Oh, thank you. Like, you're welcome. You're welcome for Woodstock. No, it's God is love and you are beautiful. Right. 
what you're doing right now, these festivals that we're doing, these, these collections that we're doing, how we're going out into nature and connecting with each other. And maybe it's through a psychedelic men's, but a lot of those individuals are there sober, like connecting with music, which is our deepest connection, the consciousness. You opened a portal. You should be more excited about that than holding it over my head that that was a better concert than whatever festival's coming up in right. some city. It's not a competition. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. You opened a Stargate for us. Like, oh, like, you don't just have to have one musician at a concert that everybody's here to. Like, you could have multiple musicians and it could be this big thing and you can you could identify, learn new musicians and even participate in music that you're not even interested in, but you were able to vibe into that. You were able to partake in right. that pattern and feel it for that moment, you know? Mm. Like... And it's like a radio, if you ever YouTube Radio Gaga by Queen at um, at Live Aid. I can't even imagine Live Aid. It's um, incredible because everyone knows what the purpose is of Live Aid and what the, the root cause of, of starting such a festival is. When Freddie Mercury went out there, you know, people Google this like, or people YouTube this, I should say, on like the tenfold because they're just like, Oh my God, like I have to see this. And you feel the vibration of a time and place, which was only 30 something years ago because he gets the crowd going in syncopation. He's just like, Hey, everyone needs to clap at this moment in time. And so when you witness it, even if you're a child, even if you're a child, so you're a child who has no idea who Freddie Mercury is, what queen represents and what that era was going through in the eighties with AIDS and everything else. And yet here he has this like moment with the crowd and a child right now in 2021 will be like, I want to watch that again. And it's like, well, that's the energy of a collective consciousness pouring their every bit of themselves, not for the ego, but for the greater of all. And, and that's why it brings tears to your eyes. Like when I watch it, I'm just like, yes, because it gives me hope, you know, um, of course, there's like the bias that I love Freddie Mercury, but um, <laughs> who doesn't love Freddie yeah, Mercury, right? So, uh, but I, I know what you're saying, and and I think that um, you know that's really what has inspired this podcast to take its journey through the first season, which was like primarily the lessons, right? And like I got to give you my hats off to you, and I mean that as as a friend and and someone who n- understands how complicated these topics can be. You've done a wonderful job at you know, helping not just the audience, but, you know, someone like myself sort of bring this to the forefront and have a conversation that we can sort of break down into something palatable or some something more digestible that allows us to want more and understand more. Because I think if you take this on on your own, it's such a weight that, you know, the recovery time is is such that you don't come back to it. And right. so this the, the seasons that are coming, the podcast itself will allow itself to make room for digestible topics. And and so, you know, like I know that you have several topics and I have several topics, but you know, um for the next season, man, I really want to go back and and really, you know, go twice as hard and understand how we can really involve the community. We've done some great things uh, over the last year and it's been a very challenging year. So that tells me that, you know, um, nothing is impossible. And, uh, 
And, you know, the, for our patron members who like our hats off to you also, it's just, you know, you're taking the time of day to support us and to sort of, you know, encourage us to keep going. We're going to do the best that we can to bring you new realms and new ideas and new, and new, uh, evolutions of ourselves. Like Daniel and I, we both have our day jobs. We both have our, our aspirations, our goals, where we want to go next, what's going to happen tomorrow, just like you do. And in between all that, we have um, a lot of uh, individuals who are wanting for us to continue this, this path um, so they can sort of navigate through this complex uh, understanding of this physical realm um, with with more friends. And that's right. all we're trying to do is yeah. like, hey, let's make that same crowd that might have came about in that concert or that one place that we all connected to on that vibration last a lot longer than just, you know, one concert or one album or one whatever. It's like, I think I just, you know, I want to do this with, with the rest of you. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, dude, I love what you just said there. Cause it is, man, it's such an honor to be on this journey with all of you. Yeah. And the insight we get from you guys and the perspective and the whole aspect of it has been such an illuminating process. And to, you know, again, our numbers might be limited and we understand that we're in this like age of kind of this darkness and this, although this information was so abundant, the spiritual technology was so abundant in the past, it's a little bit dormant and occulted at this point, but Man, we have some people who are just putting the lantern on bright. Like the the fire that some of these individuals burn with. And it's terrible because it's so funny because like we it's all pulsation. So yeah. like even like Instagram, Patreon, and the emails, like it happens in these waves. And like I'll check it one day and there's like one new message and I'll just like reply to the message and great message, right? Like this person's the coolest person in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm like throwing up because I met this person. I'm like, this is the coolest person in the world, right? Like he's an artist in Dallas. Like this is amazing. Like look at these canvases. And then like the next day it's like 13 messages. And then it goes back to like that one thing, but stuff gets buried. And, but every aspect, every connection is this, it's such this illuminous light. Right. And like even going through that experience of connecting with that individual is just such a such a fascinating experience. So again, we I do want to apologize because I feel like our response in the last three months has kind of um, not been as rapid. Um, but it's just such an amazing thing for all of these individuals for yeah. what they're doing and all the work that they're doing and the complex perspectives you guys have. So. Again, it is just such an honor to be on this journey with all of you. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and you know, when I, uh, when I I'm, I'm like trying to read up on some people's emails right now. One of the things that Dan and I talked about is in the near future, one of our main goals is to connect with you as an audience and and really include you into some of our discussions. There's there's several podcasts out there who have reached out to Daniel and I and wanted us to participate in in what they want us to to have to say based on like either one episode of the podcast or the whole theme of the podcast, which always makes us think also, right? Because we're kind of like, okay, so this is interesting that, you know, we're uh, we're being asked to, to sort of describe why this is a resource. You know, I've had people actually ask me, you know, hey, you know, you put this, this one video up, um, 
why is this a resource to you? You know, I've had direct messages actually sent to me about that. And I'm like, you know, that opinion right there is based on something Daniel and I have had a conversation with, but you're right. It's a very private thing that Daniel and I have created that isn't including you just yet. So we're going to do the best we can to include you on why we think that's a resource. Mm-hmm. And and so that's something that I'm really excited for, for, for the next season is that we're going to give you more of a, not, I wouldn't say the behind the scenes, but why we would like conclude to this or why we would choose this individual's opinion to sort of represent all of our opinions because they have a more concise or more powerful way of describing something that's very hard to put into words, you know? Yeah. Um, No, I think we kind of went through the principles and now we're going to go through why the principles fit to, they fit within each other without glue. Yes. They fit perfectly like the pyramids. Like the pyramids don't have any cement. That's the thing. Like these stones fit perfectly within these stones. Right. That's why it stands the the withstand of time. It's because like Elmer's doesn't have shit on the pyramids. Yeah. It would have fallen apart as quick as that art project would have. So what makes you be able to chisel the stones of your philosophy to fit perfectly with the other stones to create a foundation? Yeah. So that's what we're going to kind of look at. You're right. We're going to kind of look at the cracks and why this fits perfectly with this subject. Right. Why astrology fits perfectly with alchemy. Why alchemy needs to be studied with the tarot. Why tarot needs to be studied with astrology and why astrology needs to be studied with Hebrew. Yeah, no, and, and, and dude, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because um, recently I actually had a conversation which like, again, it's just, this is just my life. Like I'm not trying to tell you an example in order to corner you and be like, see it my way. It's just what it is. But, you know, I still work in an, in in a geriatric practice in the medical field here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I went to my administrative office and great people who work there, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the youngest uh, employees that we have, um, she starts describing how she's trying to have a better understanding of astrology and astronomy, but just the word astrology makes her mother, who's Hispanic, say, I don't want you involved in witchcraft. Like, what are you doing? And she says, mom, like, I'm not, I I, I get it. I get what you're saying. So she turns to me and she goes, I was just trying to tell my mom about something that I've read about called Saturn's return. And do you know what I'm talking about? Now, again, these individuals have no idea I have a podcast right. that I do this with you, that we talk about these things. And it's very complicated to sort of have a fluid conversation uh, with certain individuals because to, to, to jump to this right away is kind of like, okay, whoa, we've missed several steps, right? So I found myself kind of like at a crossroads where I'm like, how do I approach this conversation? I can either just agree with her and say, yeah, that's frustrating. Your mom won't let you vocalize or at least like be opinionated. Or I can say you're on to something and I hope you know you are onto something. And I encourage that something because if you follow that path, I follow that path. And if we follow that path, then we do this together at a much like stronger pace. Right. But that got me thinking about this podcast in itself. It's like, what are we doing for the next season? And how are we presenting these principles for people to understand? Like, 
whatever it is that drove you to be inquisitive about such a subject is something that should not be disregarded. And she was about to disregard it. She was kind of like fishing for me to say like, well, I'm with your mom. Right. Like, I have no idea what you're talking I'm a muggle. about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and th- instead I said, well, what led you to that? Rather than saying like, I'm on your side, I still hadn't let her know like, hey, like, that's a great question. I was just like, hey, so what made you think that? And she's like, well, this can't, this existence in itself can't have, you know, uh, uh, some kind of influence that doesn't pertain to something greater than ourselves. There's no way that that doesn't exist. And in so many words, she said, I'm trying to reach to my mother by saying, I'm with you on the idea of God, but your idea of God is, you know, basically not uh, compartmentalized, but somewhat compartmentalized to this one ideology that Hispanics have like clinged on to. But yeah, the exoteric. Right, right, right. So she's kind of trying to say like, hey, we're on the same path, but because I don't speak in this sort of Roman ideology or sort of this like, you know, exoteric Roman. Right. La- this Latin exoteric um, uh, philosophy, we're not going to jive. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, like I got to make sure that for the next season that Daniel and I sit down, we let individuals like her understand like you're not just welcomed here, yeah. but it's going to happen in a way that we can all just sort of like. Well, so you, know. um, you bring up a, such a good point. Go this ahead, is, go ahead. This is so good for our listeners because this is where we're at. So, with our listeners right here now, if you've listened to us for like, I mean, if you've listened to us through 52 episodes, like we're walking each other home right now. We're hand in hand right. and we're walking each other. We're, we're, Dor- we're all, you're Dorothy, I'm Dorothy. We're all walking each other home, right? To get back to Kansas, to get back to consciousness. But we're in the stage of walking each other home. It's not that stage for other people. So for the people you're talking about, like sometimes, and I'm not trying to be aggressive on this, but sometimes in that situation where that girl's at, it's not a walking each other home. It's I'm going to shoot and cover you as you run down the hall. Right. We're in a different situation. For those people that are like really deep in it, it's more like, hey, I'm going to shoot so you can run down the hall because this is a war zone. And once you get past that war zone and you realize that we're just all having a great time walking each other home, right. you're fine. Like you're not going to run into enlightenment. You're going to walk and then you're going to glide and then you're going to float into enlightenment, right? right. Angels fly because they take themselves lightly. That's that's truth. You're not going to have to run to enlightenment, but to get to that stage sometimes. Right. Hell yeah, I'll, I got your cover fire. Yeah. I'm a great shot. You know what I mean? Like, bam, 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 bam. I cover you. And then you get to that spot and you put me in this situation. Like, I, I'm spiritually not supposed to be in this situation. I kind of had to dive down deeper for you. <laughs> so you need to shoot so I can come back up to you. And then I'm going to get to your spot and be like, thank you for covering right, me as right. I got up here. Now I'm going to let you know that. Now you're in this spot, Neo. I'm about to drop that this whole matrix is bullshit. Yeah. And you're about to take the red pill. Right. And I'm going to give you the red pill and we're going to go through that experience. Right. But like, sometimes you have to shoot to get these people away from the situation that they're in. Sometimes it's not just this walk home. Like, yeah, the individuals that have been listening to this for 52 episodes, we're hand in hand and I'm just lost in your, your motherfucking eyes right now. Yeah. I am just in glory looking in your eyes. Right. 
Right. Nobody eyes. I'm talking to you right now. Right. You know what I mean? I'm lost in your fucking eyes. Yeah. In your eyebrows? Holy shit. Right. Oh my God. And like, uh, they curve when you get excited. Like just how you just did? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, my heart is flattering right now. I love that you say this because there's a moment where I'm speaking to this individual. And this is like, again, just hang on this note when I say this. When I'm talking to this person, right? I'm a happily uh, uh, engaged individual. I have a partner. I love everything. But I got the vibe from her where she's like, are we flirting right now? And I was like, yeah, but we're not flirting on what you think. Spiritually. Yeah, we're like you, you and I are connecting in a way that you're right. It's intimidating because you feel like the only time I've ever reserved this sort of energy is for my significant other. And I'm like, that's fine. I have no agenda to cross that boundary between mm-hmm. you and your significant other. And you're not crossing the boundary between my significant other and myself. But what I want you to hold on to for two seconds is that if you and I can jive this way, there's something to it. Right. You know what I mean? And we've denied that something to it because in this case, we happen to be polar opposites or not polar opposites, sorry, um, opposites in sex uh, rather. So I could tell she was like, Hey, you know, can there was this moment where she's like, so, so, so Monday we got that meeting and I was like, oh, right, right, right. And it was like, you know, everyone's kind of, kind of looking left and right to the room because you're finding yourself in this sort of, um, synchronicity that is uncomfortable, but it's an uncomfortable feeling because of the lack of understanding during your indoctrination of what that really means. Right. You know what I mean? When you were raised, when you were created in whatever country you're created, you have these sort of feelings compartmentalized to their own, um, I don't know how to explain it, but there's their own definition of when they're appropriate to activate and not activate. And that's a lot of bullshit. You know, like whatever you feel during these moments is a moment you should not deny, but sort of try to take a deeper understanding of like, well, why did I feel that sort of synchronicity? Right. And like, dude, I remember when you gave me this. So Daniel, this is years ago. I mean, I don't know how long ago this was, but you're like, hey man, you should read this book. And that was something always I admired about you as a friend is that rather than taking me down multiple conversations and both of us having these discussions, there was moments where you're like, I see where Eddie's at. I see where, where, where Eduardo's at. I'm going to suggest this book to him. And one of them was The Celestine Prophecy. Celestine Prophecy was written in like the late 90s. And all I got to say about it is if you're wanting to just read a fictional book that kind of talks about these synchronicities, it has a great uh, uh, protagonist perspective of like finding himself falling into these patterns. Kind of going with the flow. Right, that what right. That book's about, yeah. Right. And so um, the, 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 po- the point of that book is if you meet people who have read that book, then you can have this like sort of flirtatious conversation I'm talking about, but you're not flirting with each other's like sexual identity as much as you are with the universe. Energy. And energy. Exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. No, for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? And like, we're going to find ourselves in that position where we have to just like, in the spiritual position, sometimes you can't make anybody do anything. So sometimes you just have to cover the hallway. Right. And lay down covering fire so they can get to the spot where they can actually evaluate the situation. But you're strong enough that you can do that. Right. And you're like, these these fucking stormtroopers can't aim anyways. Right, right, right. Like, I don't care. You're not shooting at me. Yeah. I've seen Star Wars. Chewbacca doesn't get shot. Han Solo <laughs> doesn't get shot. It's not because there weren't targets. 
It's because they kicked ass, yeah. and these things were clones, right? Right. You think I'm going to let a clone take me down? No. No doubt in my mind. Like, I'll lay down covering fire for you, and then you lay down so I can get up to the point and be like, okay, do you see the spot you just made it to? And they're right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay, we're just going to keep going. Yep. And that's where the story kind of continues. So, And then it's a walk home, because then you just realize that the stormtroopers are just shooting themselves. And it becomes hysterical. Right. And we just walk ourselves home and we literally go hand in hand. And that's when we get like infatuated with each other's eyes and like, you're the most beautiful person. You're the most beautiful person because we are the most beautiful person because we are consciousness. Right. We are the creation. Yeah. You know, we are made in the image of creation and we partake in creation. So hence we are creators. So we are beauty. Right. And that's how we're going to express ourselves. And that's the only thing they can't fight. They can fight logic. They can fight truth. They can... They, they can do this stuff, like even truth, even though it's the most powerful thing in the world, right. in this time period, in this, in this age where we're in, they're going to be able to hide truth a little bit better than they've ever been able to. And they won't be able to do it in the future like they can do now. They won't be able to do it in the past like they can do now. They know that they can hide truth at this point. You can't hide beauty. Right. You can't hide beauty. Right. It's impossible. There's nothing you can do. Right. Truth, like, yeah, you can diverge people out and you can kind of change their perspective. Beauty, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you you take all the posts off Instagram. If those people are driving by that beauty, if they see that beauty, it's changing their consciousness. It's changing their evolution. It's changing their patterns. It's changing their actions. It's changing their emotions. It's changing their thoughts. Right. And that's what we have to concentrate on. And we're going to concentrate that on through, obviously, like these esoteric principles. But like, it's... It takes a village to raise a baby. Right. The baby is Aquarius consciousness. We are all the mothers and the fathers of this baby. And that's what we have to look at, too, and we have to get that perspective. We have to disconnect from this idea that, yes, it's our experience, and we all have to evolve ourselves consciously, but we are raising the baby of Aquarius right now. So we have to adapt to that. Right. You know what I mean? We have to, we have to forego all those aspects to evolve consciousness so... We don't live in these patterns of negativity, and we we are this enlightenment. We do it through our actions. We do it through everything. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. It's every. It's, so one of the things that I think we're gonna proceed with as far as the next season is having a greater understanding of not just these principles that we brought up in the first season, but also like how to apply them, right? And and I think that if you're going to have an idea about something you may have heard of or learned about or read about, then we should actually take that information and make it happen for the greater good, because that's how we're all going to succeed, is that, you know, working together as a collective consciousness is what the universe wants. The universe doesn't have a language that's based in Latin, right? Right. Or, or you know... Um, you know, ancient language from like the Mayans or Egypt, the the language that the universe speaks is here's a collective consciousness and here's a divided one. And people have found a, a brilliant way to deny us that privilege of having a collective language. Yet we all fight for the same collective language. Right. So what that means is when you think your morals are being challenged or when you think your um you know, your san- your sanity or your sanctity is being challenged. That's the collective consciousness that you're holding on to that you think is embedded within this is right and that is wrong. And this is truth and this is not. And then people, you know, challenge you on that because now those very 
difficult things to explain have been hijacked by words like Republican or Democrat. And I'm talking more specifically, obviously, to the United States, but that's what that is. So you'll never let your guard down because you're like, no, I feel this to be true. Well, of course, let's stop right there and talk about why you feel this is right. to be true. And is that the process we've ever talked about, to feel first? Right. So it's like, so what we do next in the next um, 52 episodes is going to sort of take it, not just a deeper dive in that. We're going to like break down other movies. We're going to break down, you know, um, influences that you've had in pop culture and why you feel so strong about them when someone, even like your own family member challenges, why you are so vested in like, this movie or you've watched this series or you read these books too many times there's a reason why you feel so strong about them and what is that you know what i mean and and so i i like again i told daniel um you know uh, a couple of weeks ago i said look some of the many things that i want to talk about are probably involved in revisiting principles or ideas that we presented in the first season, but some of the things that I have on my list right here in front of me that I think need a, a in-depth explanation on, on why I feel so strong about these, these ideas or these ideologies, you know, lie within just basic things like the one great work, you know, the one great work. I, I hear people like, you know, either uh, excerpts from Jordan Peterson to then even like, uh, 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 Mark Passio talk about, you know, what this influence really is and why it's an important thing to, to not only take on, but absolutely do not ignore. Yeah. It's like, okay, you want to be awakened. Great. That's awesome. I'm so glad you found that this piece of Renaissance art led you to find the idea of as above, so below. And then it took you to part C or down the line in a linear sense to then what it was to be a Greek philosopher. And then you make your way down to another historical part in time. And it's like, look, let's just pause all of that for two seconds and understand that if you have this passion or this drive to want to know these things, then there's a reason why. And that why now needs to be turned into a how. And that how lies with an application. And that's what we really need to focus on is how are we going to take this understanding and this energy and actually apply it? And that's the hardest thing to do. That is literally the hardest thing to do. I love that we can read responses from our, our, our audience and say, hey, man, I'm right there with you. Nothing but love for these guys. And hey, nothing but love right back you. But now that you and I have a, you know, uh, a synchronicity and have like a a communal understanding, a connection, what's the next step? How do we break other barriers? And so, you know, we encourage um, more emails and more involvement from our audience so we can grow this community. And I know Dale and I just said, Hey, it's been hard to respond. <laughs> and we suck at it, but, <laughs> but, but, but we're making a strike like every week that we meet, it's like, Hey, right. how do you want to handle these, these questions? How do you want to handle these responses from very, very enlightened and very uh, purposeful individuals, especially when you're a Patreon member, it's like, okay, I'm going to give you some of my funding to fund you. It's like, that's incredible. So we owe you something that we owe to our, to ourselves. And so 
anyways i don't want to go too far off no 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 you're right on you're right on task man you're you're it's perfect what you're saying here because application is going to be huge and i think with what we're going to do because like we had to come up with a common language we had to look at these principles and guys like the stuff we talked about we kind of were able to fast forward like if we were living in the pythagorean times we would have been silent for five to seven years before we were even allowed to speak in the school five to seven years you weren't allowed to speak if you said one word in a pythagorean school one word even like, excuse me, after a cough, you were kicked out of the school, right? You had to sit for five and seven years on your consciousness silent just to progress to be able to start being instructed in the Pythagorean school. Mm. Guys, we fast forwarded time. Like we did the last principle and it was like the ninth episode. And that takes people a lifeline of Freemasonry to understand that that G stands for generation. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It stands for gener- Genesis. Yeah. So, like, not so much we have to be patient, but, like, guys, we are at this unprecedented time in esoteric information. And I think we're right in a time when stuff is about to get censored and everything, but we have to do the work right now, and it's really important to get get moving on this understanding. But it's going to come with community. Right. You know, like what you were talking about and even breaking away from this mainstream thing, you know, like figuring out what, how the blockchain works and like, how do we get to a completely free internet that we don't have to worry about censorship? You know what I mean? Because it doesn't matter what political side you are on. You don't want censorship. Right. Never, ever do you want censorship. Like, guys, we we need to welcome communist dialogue because we can destroy communist dialogue. Like you killed a hundred million people. This is owned by the state. The state is the most destructive. Like, there's things that we can break down. Like, there's no information is negative. No information is scary because we can break it down. And more importantly than, like, communism or any, like, five-sense reality, we can break down dark occultism. We can break that down. Like, who cares dark occultism is easier? Who cares we can gain power more? Like, if I find a cat and I kill it in a sacrificial manner, I will have more energy that it's going to be equivalent to the energy of five months of meditation in my room, meditation in my room. I don't care. That meditation in the room is more important. That meditation in the room is more important to the evolution of consciousness. So who cares if it takes me five months of evolution in my room to substitute the killing of a black cat during Halloween? Right. right, right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what, that's the energy. That's the team we're rooting for. That's the team that's going to win anyways. So, it doesn't matter. These shortcuts don't matter. So like we have to see these perspectives and like we can face them on an open form. We'll destroy them. We'll destroy them with truth. Nothing will hold up to truth. Nothing will hold up to love. Nothing holds up to beauty. So let them bring their ugly. Let them bring their falsality. Let them bring their confusion because it's just going to crumble. Right. We don't have to worry about censoring anybody. You don't have to censor anybody. Because if it's not based in logic, if it's not based in reality... If it's not based in universal principle, it dwindles. Right. It falls to the ground. Yep. Right? This is why we learn the hermetic f- f- philosophy. Right. This is why we're going to get into, you know, the Hebrew language with numbers. Yes. Yes. This is why we're going to get into the Bible. Right. This is why we're going to get into, you know, Hindu mythology. We're going to get into all this stuff. So what we're going to look at, we looked at the bricks. 
So we've looked at the bricks. Now we're going to look why the bricks fit together. And that's going to help us with application because we have the bricks now and we just have the bricks like all out, but we don't know how to put the bricks together. So with the next stage of application, you don't just become this esoteric wizard overnight. Again, Pythagoreans, you'd have to wait five years to say a word. So like when people send me information, they're like, I'm having trouble in the alchemical process. And we're not even done with the alchemical process. And it's four weeks long. This is something I've studied for multiple years and I'm not even close to done with the alchemical process. What are we doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what? This is an overnight thing? This is a sleepover? You're going to Billy's house? You guys are going to watch Three Ninjas and eat pizza? And you're going to wake up enlightened? It doesn't happen that way. I wish it would. (laughs) It would. Like, the movie's sweet and pizza's awesome, but it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. You know what I mean? So, like, to be like, we're not even done with the alchemical series and be like, I can't get through alchemy. Guys, like, we have a fast forward. Like, we are literally able, like, everybody else had to be kind and rewind. And we can jump to any spot in the timeline right now. Right. And that might not be available to the future. It's like with how the internet's getting smaller and how it's getting censored. Right. Like that's not even open. Like the kids, kids don't even know the internet that we knew. And I didn't even realize that till recently. Yeah. That I was just like, when I like talked to kids about the internet and they're like, oh yeah, the internet's like Instagram, Facebook, Amazon, and Google. And you're like, oh no, like there's like websites and stuff, but they don't go on. Like no. that internet's gotten smaller. And it's so funny because that's, that's the prophet of the age of Aquarius. It's that net messiah. It's that right. connection. Yeah. And they've gotten smaller on this because they're going to utilize that against us because, like, they know what's coming. Yeah. They know what this connection is. They know that we can cover the hallway perfectly fine with cover fire and everybody can move up to the next spot. And then the light workers are going to get cover fire and they just, it's going to be stormtroopers. They're just shooting. They're making holes in our shirts. Right. And that's fine because I love shopping at Goodwill for new clothes. So just shoot holes in my shirt. I don't right. care. Blow holes in my shirt. Right. I'll sell it on Etsy as vintage and hipsters will just eat it up. So like, that's totally fine. Like, that's totally fine. But like, they're not going to shoot us. Right. They can't. Right. Like, even if they kill us. Right. They're not going to kill us. They, there's no stopping us. Right. They have no say on this. So like, they can put their heels in the sand and they can drag their sand as long as we let them, but that's it. Yeah, and and dude, I mean, I love everything you're saying. And, and back to like how we started this, you know, like to 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 take what you're saying and put it into examples. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example of like how these principles begin and how they end. I uh, I may have already talked about this in the podcast. So if I did, I, forgive me, but I'll give you a, a quick story. I went in and got my certification as like a, a rescue um, scuba diver some time ago in this island called Bonaire. And Bonaire is one of the three ABCs. Long story short, to fly from the, one of these islands in the Netherlands, Caribbean, back to the States is a whole, whole ordeal. So I fly back. I'm 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 alone. I'm single. I have no family. I have no girlfriend. Single nothing. and sassy. Single and sassy. But I have a lot of weird equipment. And so I'm standing in line. I'm waiting to go through customs. I land, I think, in Houston. And I start seeing these like individuals point at me that are in customs. 
And part of me is like, well, they're not pointing at you. They're pointing past you. So I'm like, I'm just going to make it casual and turn around and see what's going on behind me. And there's no one really behind me that they could be pointing at. It's just like families in Houston going from wherever they're going from in Houston to the next destination. So long story short, I end up getting to customs. And sure enough, they they not only took me to the side, they took my laptop out. They swabbed my hands. Very aggressive. And this is where I'm going with all this as far as like our interest in the podcast and making sure that you understand the application. I had two choices here. The one choice was to be up in arms and be upset about why I'm being victimized and feel like the victim. And the other was like to try to understand what their perspective was. So I'm having these, I don't know if you know what a Pelican case is, but a Pelican case is like this sort of like water sealed case that holds all kinds of equipment and so forth. And so that's what I'm carrying is a lot of scuba diving equipment. So they're pointing at that, very intimidated. They're pointing at me. I look rugged. I did like 22 two dives in like 10 days and I just look like crap. So I'm just like, all right, if I was them, I'd probably be like, what's this dude's deal? Where is he coming from? And why is he alone? So all I ended up doing is after they like swab my hands, swab my equipment, one guy goes, you know, we're just looking for bombs. And I was like, oh man, I was, like, I was like, I look like a bomb. Don't I, don't I have it on my face? And they all just laughed. They all just laughed and all being, there was three individuals um, and uh, and we all kind of laughed collectively. After that, they, they opened a couple more bags and they asked me a couple more questions and I just said, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm this old and this is what I, I, I like to do recreationally. And they're like, well, what's that like? And we started talking. So we have this common language. Thereafter, not only did they realize they had picked out someone incorrectly out of a crowd, I had their support in why they picked me out. I was like, hey, I get it. I said this to them. I said, I'm alone. I have a ton of weird equipment. I got this beard. I got some serious bags under my eyes. If I were you, I'd probably be like, that's probably why I got this job. And immediately, all three of them are telling me, no, why they got this job. They're like, well, we didn't get this job to judge people. We got this job because we just moved here. These three individuals were from um, uh, South Africa. And they were saying, you know, we moved to Texas and this is why we moved here. And I didn't disregard them. I kept the conversation going. I was like, oh my gosh, you went from South Africa and you're now in like Texas. Like, what do you think? Oh, they're like the barbecue. And I'm like the barbecue. And like, long story short is that we found a common language, we made peace. And they even like went as far as to take me to like two other gates at a rapid pace. Like they were like, hey, we already wasted some of your time. We're just going to like push you through the next level like it was like a game genie you know i was like okay cool you got the code yeah i got the code i was like all right r2 r2 and so you know this example of this, this this sort of hostility and uncertainty at an airport is based off of fear and the fear is fed to you by individuals who want you to be skeptical and go through a very tedious process as to how to trust and how to believe in your fellow human. And so these conversations that Daniel and I will continue having and philosophies that we continue to approach are basically to find a way to have this common language without having to go through customs and realize we're both making fools of ourselves here. Me by feeling offended of your approach and you by feeling threatened by something you don't understand. And that's what needs to break away in this next era that we're in right now. So, um, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
So anyways, I want to bring up Alan Watts. I want to bring up more about uh, uh, Ramdas. I want to bring up more about, uh, you know, uh, Rumi. I want to bring up more about... Um, yeah, no, I think you're, we're, so what you're kind of alluding to, too, man. It's so perfect because we so established the Western culture. So now let's connect the Eastern culture. Yes. But really, like, mystical Islam, like Rumi, like, that's something that doesn't get enough voice in our culture. Like, yeah, exactly. Because, like... You have some great esoteric Eastern philosophers out right now, and they have some great information. We're going to definitely allude to that. We're going to connect with that. But like mystical Islam is something that's so starving in this in this society we're in. Because right. we're, you know, we're taught to fear Islam when, when really there's so much gold that can come out of that esoteric oh, yeah, side absolutely. of it, right? Absolutely. With like Rumi and everything like that. So, yeah, I think. You know, and we're just going to, but we're going to go to the roots of everything. So we're going to study Hebrew. Yes. Because when you learn Hebrew, you learn Christianity, you learn Judaism, and you learn Islam. And then we're going to go back to Sanskrit. So we understand Hindu, Hinduism philosophy. Right. We're going to look at the cycles of time. And that's that's really what we're going to approach. And that's going to be, where if alchemy was the overarching theme that we kind of led to, so we taught the Hermetic principles. We learned about the planets, and it kind of ended with the the end cap of alchemy. Mm-hmm. If there can be a theme of the second season, it's going to be defining time, because time is so easy to define until somebody asks you to define it. Right? Say what? What is time? Really hard, really fucking hard. Right? So time is. I know what it is until somebody asks me. Right. So that's what the whole conclusion of second season is going to be, is what is time? And it's a fascinating subject. It is, because whether or not, it's so crazy, but the the for me, spiritual philosophy or spiritual like awakening or spiritual uh, understanding always began. As a kid, this is where it starts. We're all on, in agreement that we're going to die, right? Our physical body is going to die. That's where it started, and I'm going to end it right there. That's where it started. It's that simple. And it's like, okay, so if that's a for sure, that's a great uh, guiding point, right? You know, like you get comforted by a compass, right? There's these directions. They're four, and they go by the sun where it rises and where it sets. And people are comforted by that. They're like, okay, I got my bearings. But our ultimate bearing as humans is always been our mortality. So then why is it that this like approach to being here and ending here doesn't have a better map as to how to like raise awareness, not only of the real self, you know, as the Greeks and, and, and before the Greeks would say is like the higher self and how come it's denied by being presented with the lower self and how you should focus on that small capital s self Mm -hmm. so fuck that yeah yeah fuck it (laughs) fuck it yeah no and you're so right man because the majority of history knew that this was going to happen right knew that the smaller self was going to happen and they tried to put parameters in place so we didn't get completely dark we weren't completely in the dark for this experience and that's what we are we're just each other's holding each other's light right and holding each other's hand right and for the people way behind we're covering their backs right yeah but that's it man i got you i got you that's awesome man yeah well you know this journey with you my friend and for the audience has been 
not just a powerful and sincere experience, but also like one that has reset the parameters of my understanding of who we are and what we're doing. You know, it's easy to sit up here and say such powerful, you know, um, uh, perspectives of like, this is why we're here. This is why we're not here. But every time I connect with an individual based on a conversation I just had with a friend who accepted me, this is Daniel. You're meeting a person who accepted me when I came from a foreign country back into the United States. And that's all that was. I never was like, that guy showed me how to like open all the doors to this one, you know, realm or like he told me I should play basketball on the team. He's no, he was just like, Hey, I see you. And I was like, I see you right back. And here we are 20 something years later. And that invitation is still there and nothing's changed. Still to this day. And I just want to expand that on everyone else who listens and everyone else who's new and everyone else who wants to continue on is that I see you and, and I hope you see us. And so, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, that, that's such a beautiful way to end this. And it's just whatever happens. Cause you know, we, we talk about all, oh, you know, connecting in this physical realm, but like to anybody that listening to our voices right now, like in this life or the next, like we have your backs yeah. and we're so secure that you have our backs. Right. And we have each other's backs cause we know what truth is, but in this life or the next, like whatever happens, we're in this together. You're never alone. And you're ne- you were never alone. That was an illusion. That's the only illusion is that you are alone. And no, we are all walking each other home and we have each other's backs. And even in your darkest moments, you don't just have Eduardo and I with you, but you have this entire community and you have all the lives that came before us, all the sacrifices, all the individuals that gave themselves for truth, all the individuals that gave themselves for love, and all the loves that individuals that devoted themselves to beauty, you are a part of the most beautiful family in the world. So it doesn't matter if you see chains, barbed wire, or green grass. Right. Till the end of time. Till the end of time. I'll shoot down the hallway for you to run if you shoot down when I run. I got your back, dude. I, I know you have my back, and you have a better shot than I do. <laughs> I don't know about that. <clears throat> Cool, man. Well, I can't wait for um, for what's to come. And again, so Daniel and I, we've said this before and we'll say it again. You know, thank you for giving us a chance to create this community, but also thank, thank you for being so patient as to what our potential is yet to, to, to express in the near future. And one of the things that we want to change is more of that expression, right? We right. want to be able to create more through videos, through audio, through, you know, even the most like, you know, arbitrary of, of things that we've talked about. We're going to make it through um, by by dedicating more more time, more energy to, to this this community. So thank you for, for your support. And uh, that's it, man. I don't know what else to add to that. Until next time. Until next time, then. I will see you guys on the other side.